Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already. Well, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, and producing the outdoor show this morning is Jace. And now we're going to head to Corpus Christi. Let's get hooked up with our good friend, Captain Cliff Webb, see what he's up to this morning. Cliff, how are you, bud? What are you doing, man? I was listening to your snake stories. <laughs> Boy, I think everybody's got them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would talk, before I tell you about all my fishing I've been doing, i got to tell you a coyote story. So you're talking about snakes. I had a really crazy thing happen to me uh, in the middle of the night. So at 2, 2 a.m., uh, there's a bunch of coyotes out, and I live uh, next to a bird sanctuary. I'm, you know, half my backyard. You've seen it's just about right. 140 acres of nothing. It's just a wilderness back there. So I get a lot of stuff coming to my back fence, and a whole pack of coyotes come to my back fence in the middle of the night. My dogs go crazy, and they're, you know, before they jumped over my fence, and uh, they tried to get my puppies before my when I had when I had lab puppies and I had mm-hmm. to kill them in the backyard trying to get them, but they're very aggressive. So anyway, they run off, and so I open the back gate and I let my dogs out, and they're sitting there, and then the light only shines out a little bit, kind of in the woods there you don't see very far. And they're sitting. All of a sudden, this coyote comes out and tries to get my lab, and this thing gets within about three or four feet from her and trying to get her by the throat. And so I get between the two, Mickey, and I'm clapping my hands. This what? thing's not going away. Yeah, and so it's just less than five or six feet at me, and it's growling at me. I'm slapping my hands, yelling as loud as I could, and the rest of them start coming up. And I go, man, I'm in trouble. Well, I got two labs. They're both sitting there barking and growling, and finally that thing backed off about 20 yards, and we got back in the fence, but never did run, you know. So (laughs) I never seen one that aggressive. I'm thinking, man, is that thing sick? Man, I Anyway, that ain't going to happen again. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, but – that was the weirdest thing. I've never, you know, I, I haven't shot them in years. I just don't mess with them unless they, they get aggressive with my dogs or something. I just leave them alone. You know, same thing with the deer lease, but I'm going to change my ideas because, you know, well, when I'm I went to I'm telling you, man, it's usually know. a coyote. They, they, they haul butt. They, no, they this is not afraid of me human. at all. Yeah. Well, that ain't good if they're not afraid of you. That's No, that's and during scary. the spring break, all the, all the kids come back in this neighborhood to see their parents. And they'll lose four or five of their dogs because they'll let them out in that sanctuary in the middle of the night. Right. They go 10 feet and then the coyote gets them. Those coyotes run up and down watching these back of these fences for a cat to jump up on the fence. They'll run up there and cry. You see them jump up there and grab the cat off the fence. But they're getting very aggressive. They're not afraid of humans. And uh, anyway, that's the, that's the first time I really had an incident with them ever, you know, that was something My like that. Goodness. That was very, very aggressive. Uh, you know, I never scary. think much of it, but I, didn't, I thought they'd run from you, but this one wasn't running. And she, the way that, that, Whatever it was, Mel or female, the way that she arched her back and down low like that, she can't really jump on. I'm going, man, I just can't believe this. Yeah, that's right. Before I'm they leap on their prey, man. Yeah, this is 2 a.m. So all the hell drilling. I, ain't, I didn't get much sleep, <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, I'll tell you that was wild, man. Anyway, Goodness I'll get back to my fishing stuff. Yeah, I'll get back to my fishing. You know, our fishing's been good. It's just what's happened to us down here, Mickey. Is we had that uh, that cold front shut our our water from 77 back in the fifties and man, it's never, it's never got back to where it was when it was 77, right. you know, that week, a week or so ago, we had two or three days where they were, everything was up shallow in that magic number 76. Once it gets to that magic number 76, it's game on. And that we had that over 76 for two or three days there, then boom, you know, back down. So, right. It's getting back up there, Mickey, but, uh, Monday I've got four guys and, uh, I hadn't fished with them before, and uh, they wanted to wait fish, and uh, 
Monday morning, we get out there early. Uh, it was kind of foggy, so we didn't get out too early. We had to wait till probably 7.30 or so just to get a little bit of – if I don't see 500 yards, I don't go, you know, 500,000 yards. So we finally got up there on the shoreline. I put my guys out, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at their equipment, and it's it's not good. <laughs> I'm just going, you know, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything, but the way that know, they're rigged. That, uh, that boy, it puts you in a yeah. bind, doesn't it? <laughs> You, you know, don't hurt anybody's you know, feelings or discredit no, them, man, but, and you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> it's, you know, and I, I'm trying to tell them, man, you know, you got those real heavy one-ounce and, and you know, two-ounce uh, cannonballs on there. They're not going to work in this, you know, neat water in <laughs> and this shot of stuff. And, you know, nobody's listening to me. And then they got the big brass swivels on their, on their stuff. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to let them do that weight here. Then we're going to talk about it, you know, when we get back. That's kind of what I do and why we didn't catch this. Well, I can help you out, maybe tune you up a little bit. Let's, let's work on your equipment here a little bit. Well, I let I let one guy out. He was a speed goat. He's at least he's at least seven eight hundred yards before the other guys get out. Good and Lord. he's in needy water, and uh, he never stopped waiting, just to wait as fast as he could. You know, sloshing water and casting, casting, slapping his lure. And and, uh, and uh, I had one guy, and uh, I could tell he was pretty experienced fisherman. I put him out, and he wades out there and catches like seven or eight really nice fish on top water. I mean, nice ones. And I look around, all the other guys are gone. I don't even see them. They're out of sight. And they're at least three or four thousand yards down the shoreline, all bunched up uh, together in like a little wad, just just waving casting. But I never, I never could make them understand that where I'm at, um, these rocks and shell and stuff, you you crunch your fish out by walking. You can't you can't walk through them like you can on some shorelines where you're walking in soft mud, where you're not really spooking your stuff out. But if you're walking a straight line and never stop. If you could see those fish, they'd be about 150 yards in front of you going away from you. <laughs> you know, I try to tell people that. But anyway, so we, we finally got them slowed down a little bit. I want to put a drag chute on them, but we finally got them down where they could catch some fish and slowed them down a little bit. Never would, you know, stop when they caught a fish. But uh, Monday was my better day. We caught some really nice fish on top. We didn't kill them or anything, but, you know, we covered some water. And uh, But if we'd have lined up in a line, I try to tell these guys, you know, that just right. when you line up in that line, and, and, and wade the same speed down the shore on you're really covering that area you're really covering your spot but uh that didn't happen monday or tuesday but <clears throat> so anyway on tuesday we got that north wind coming and we get up and it's already here i don't know if you had that wind on tuesday but we had yeah. a real strong north wind and we said hey man i said look let's go out i got a really good north wind spot be a good top water spot let's just go see if they're there and uh so we get out way before daylight rolling with the light and we get in there and and uh, they all pile out, and uh, my speed goat, he gets out first, and he goes about 100 yards and forgets his box. And the other guys are going out fishing top water, so he stopped to wait for the other guy to bring him his box. While he stopped, he caught a four and a five pounder on top water while he's sitting there waiting. That should have told him something. <laughs> you think? You <laughs> would think. And I said, Look, man, you're on a big pot of fish. Look at that bait spray. <laughs> that bait's going nuts. Said, Look at all that bait slip. I said, Stay right there. Stay right there. He just bolts through that, you know, right through it and never catch another fish after that. And the other guys leave. So I'm power pulled down right there and I'm waiting. And what I'm doing, I'm just running the trolling up behind them to keep the boats off of them, you know, make sure that everybody sees them because they're kind of area where we have a lot of boat traffic. And so I didn't want anybody to get ran over. So I'm keeping that big old boat within 100 yards behind my boys, you know. And so right there where he caught those two fish, by then I'm, I'm power pulled up to it. I power pulled down and cast, catch a five pounder out of the boat <laughs> right there where they left. It was unbelievable. But. It goes to show you when you find your fish, you can't walk through them. You got to stay on them. You got to stay when you find them. You know that's what you're waiting for to look for those fish. Well, I've but, seen uh, guys they'll they'll wade through more fish than they'll ever catch. Uh huh. And you know you don't you, know, you want to be nice. You, I, I try to tell them, look, man, you, you got to stop when you, when you catch a fish. You know, and and they're older guys, and, and the older guys, you you know, I just and they don't they just don't fish like we do here, Mickey. That's it. They don't fish bathing. And you don't realize how rough our bottom is. You know, our bottom makes a lot of noise when you walk on it. You think about mm -hmm. all the shell and rocks you're crushing. You're making a lot of noise. Yes. And then, and then how many times can you cast straight ahead and think you're going to hit that fish? You, when, you realize this when you're sight casting fish. When you see a fish over there at 3 o'clock, how many times you got to throw at him and you're trying to throw at him before you get it the exact right spot before he hits it? Now, if I were to wade real fast and throw at him when it went by, what's my odds of getting in front of him? Yeah. You think about that. You know, but anyway, that's, uh, it was a hard week just simply because I couldn't get my boys to slow down, you know, but our fishing is pretty good, Mickey. I'm thinking that today is supposed to get warm and I think we're going to get on a warming deal where next week should be a little bit better. They should bunch back up. 
Well, our water's up to about 70 here now, so we're getting there, too. It's coming on up. Let me knock this break out, Cliff. I'll be right back, bud. Hang with me. All All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. They have them on display there at the store. Check them out firsthand. Different size bottles with all their diffusers and regulators. And if you're looking for wild-caught guff seafood, check it out at Boyd's. Those big 912 wild-caught guff shrimp, they've always got them in stock and on special. And uh, we're right in the middle of crawfish season, and Boyd stacks them high over there. They've got the crawfish and great prices, great availability. You can check them out. At BoydsOneStop.com or call the store at 409-945-4001. And when you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them, Captain Mickey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It is 618 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we are back, my friend. Thanks for holding. Oh, no worries, man. So your your fishing sounds like it's, it's picking up. Yeah, yeah, and it just depends on the weather. We, it's just so crazy. That's what's happening here. It is it just what's going on blows here. out of every direction under the book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, I've seen it worse, no doubt. I know it. What the weather does to us here, it just eliminates so much of your water. You know, I just yes, can't get there where I want to, where I want to be, and that's what's happened to me right now. Just the exactly. elimination. But if I could get that water temperature, Mickey, back up to that magic seventy-six for a few more days, man, my shorelines would really pick up. But this is what they're doing. They're pulling off in that five or six foot of water. I was talking to Joey Farah, you know, which does a lot of drift fishing. He's doing well this time of year, drifting, just staying out in that five or six and just grinding out, drifting with plastics, and. uh you know, but my guys want that one big bite up shallow, and I understand. You know, that's normally where we catch those really double digit fish. This time of year is, is up shallow. You know, but uh, it's it's going to turn around. Just need to get the weather right. I'm just everybody. It's just like you guys were talking about. April can be so tough, man. You just never know what April is going to give you. Right. That's right. April is uh man. It's a makey breaky month. 
yeah. And then May is, you know, if I had two two favorite months, it'd be it'd be May and October. Those are the two most perfect weather days that we actually have in South Texas, where you can actually plan your day around pretty much the same weather pattern for for days at a time. And boy, you you can get on the fish like that when you get on them in a pattern. It's it's nice. Yeah, up here, I guess I'd have to say probably is weather consistency and catching a lot of fish June and December. The thing mm-hmm. with June, yeah, you know, our our fish are, you know, you got them shallow and deep. You can go either way, and the winds right. lay down in June, and, boy, you can target a lot of fish you hadn't been able to touch for a long time. And, exactly. Uh, you can fish that deeper water. That's the same thing here. we got that deep structure, those rocks and those mm-hmm. big pumps in the middle of the bay, those big humps and stuff, so... You can get, you know, on a six-foot surf, you can't get out there, so it really opens up some different areas. Right. You know, now, May, May's an incredible month if, you know, you right. get the yeah, wind to lay right. down. You yes, know. sir, and it can be iffy. It can be. But uh, we got a lot of really good fish on jerk baits and suspension baits in June around the rocks. You know, that's what mm-hmm. Doug was so good about. He caught a lot of good fish on thunder sticks and those jerk baits around those rocks. Oh, man. yeah. Red fins you know? and thunder sticks. Yeah. Oh, man. I thought about you guys were talking about 1996, how good 96 was. And uh, from 94 to 96 here was just unbelievable fishing. They, they had a, a deal in 96 that uh, Ernie, the guy that owned Marker 37, would give you 100 gallons of gas free if he brought in a 10-pound trout. You know, and they'd give you a plaque, and they'd cut out uh, a wooden plank and put the weight of the fish and put your name on it and stick it up on the roof for proof. I don't know if you ever remember that at Marker 37. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing one, that you had a lot of plaques in there. Yeah, I was oh, going to tell you about ninety. Yeah, you were on a roll, buddy. It was, it was that ninety six was so incredible, Mickey. That uh, so I go in there when the new owner took over the the marina, and they're taking all those stuff off the roof and just putting them in a pile. And, and you know, we're all thinking they're going to throw them all away. You know, so everybody's kind of scrambling around picking up their plaques, and I picked up all my ten pound trout plaques, you know, and put them in the truck and took them back to the house, you know, and put them in my room and. I go back there about two weeks ago, and, and a lot of plaques up in the – they've got like a, a tournament room, you know, so they started putting all those plaques. And the only year we did it was 96. 96 is the only year you did it. And people bring you back those 96 plaques, and you see some other new plaques <laughs> that were yeah. people have made, and they don't look the same. But he only did it in 96, and uh, I remember that I had, had four plaques in 96, four – 10 pound trout in 96 the last one was caught in august of 96 and it was 33 inches but only weighed 10 pounds because it was in august and oh, i caught that, that fish, with, fish oh man i caught that fish with old kenny cotton those cotton barbecue and that was a funny story i'm on the trolling motor and we're fishing the south shore and, and i'm catching some really good fish off the front of the boat and he goes you know typical guy take the front of the boat and i said well kenny get up here and run this trolling motor he goes up and run that trolling motor the first cast off the back I throw on a rock, whoop, that was that fish, 33 inches. <laughs> he never lets me forget about that. You know, I said, I said, you know, what's the odds of that? that? That's pretty lucky right there. But it just goes to show you what we had here in 94 to 96 was some of the best fish I think that Spay will ever see. It was kind of like back in the late 70s and early 80s before 83 freeze. But it's funny how certain baits have those certain years that I don't think you'll ever see the, that again, that, that many big fish in, a, in, a, in an area. In our base system, that many ten pound fish, just amazing. I know, and we just, man, I just remember hitting those schools, mm-hmm. those open water Big schools fish, yeah. over deep structure oh, yeah. in the summertime, and and mm-hmm. all those seven and eight and nine pound fish in those schools. I mean, just like going, how many are really here? If you if you're catching that many of them with the artificials, just think how many are in oh, that yeah. school. Yeah, the commercials guys, you know, back in the the late 50s and 60s would see these big black balls in the water. And if you couldn't see the, the trout, you'd see the big mud stir, and they'd yeah, do the strike. Mud, they'd, mud they'd, <clears throat> right. And they'd, they'd put the anchor out, a big spread net, and then they'd let the, the, the net go around in a big U around that school and drop the other anchor, and then run around in circles in their boat, beating the side of the boat, and run all the fish into the webbing. And they used to call striking them. And it was amazing how many big fish they caught like that, those big trout. And they were using six-inch webbing. So, you can imagine what it takes to stick in six-inch webbing. <laughs> that was yeah, those are big fish, everybody. You got that yeah, right. And, uh, that was incredible how they, how our, our our bay is cycled. You know, we got a lot of fish of all sizes now, Mickey. It's incredible that from 13 inches, 10 inches, all the way up to 27, 28. Yeah, We're not see, seeing a whole got lot a of good mixed age class yes, of fish. You know, 
and that's that's I where guess, yeah. that that means you got a healthy resource, and and that's what I'm wanting to see here is where we start getting all these different age classes all the way up to the big ones. Then you know you're coming back and getting in good shape, yes, sir. Man. And we're right, we're right on the verge of coming back with some big fish in a couple of years. What happens well, to these sure. big fish? You know, these big fish, they, they stay in our system, and then all of a sudden it gets too cold. They just don't get out. They're up in the flat. So these freeze are really killing some of our top end. I really believe that because once they get to 30 inches or so, they're not having to travel out and chase shrimp. They're able to stay in the bay and eat eels and, you know, mullet, dogfish, whatever they got to do to survive. They don't have to make that wrong, long run. Right. And, you know, and hope they're smart enough to get back in the channels and stuff, but. Man, this last little cold snap we had, it took a few of the bigger fish out in the upper Gunamonte. We saw some fish that were 29, 30 inches floating. So it, it did take out some of our bigger fish. But and that's, that's because we don't have a lot of deep water. We just don't have a lot of deep water. You think about it. No, you don't. So, it's, you know, and if they're in the upper reaches, there's just no access for them. Yes, sir. And Packery Channel just did wonders for saving these fish in Upper Lagoon, like Corpus Christi Bay. All those fish in the Upper Lagoon of Madrid from Bird Island, you know, north, they didn't get killed because they can dump in that 40-foot hole in Packery, and they're good. Mm-hmm. You know, and the parts of I shut that fishing down, thank God, because people were in there snagging them. But, oh, you well, know, they... it's, it's, yeah, and so they, they, they shut that down. Another thing they did was incredible. We had that barge uh, on the south side of the rocks here at Packery. They've got that barge out, and they cut it up in little pieces and, and hauled it off. So that thing is finally gone Yeah, you out told of me here, they so. finally got it out of there. So they got it all cut up now and gone, huh? Yes, and it made a great flounder hole next to those rocks. I <laughs> bet <you>. it did. Some <laughs> <laughs> guys are, are smoking those flatties over there in the sheephead. But oh, I bet they uh, stack in there like cordwood, man. Yeah. So I think today with the wind down, I think those jetties are going to be packed today. But they're still catching the sheephead here, and they're starting to catch some trout. Now my, I'm seeing some trout coming through the rocks. People catching trout on shrimp, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, and most sheephead. And flounder. Yeah. Have y'all caught flounder yet, Mickey? We're catching a few. It's okay. not, you know, it, it's, you know, sp- the spring flounder, flounder runs nothing like the fall, you know, because yeah. they don't stage and stack up. They just, once they come back trickle in, they in. just disperse, you know, they trickle and spread out, mm-hmm. and especially with our water quality, you know, our salinity's good and they, they can go anywhere they want to. But, you know, of course, flounder, they don't care. They, they can live in fresh water. They, that doesn't hurt them a bit. I, mm-hmm. I know guys that bass fish in the Trinity River, and they catch uh, flounder while they're bass fishing. <laughs> I know. I've heard that, too, in Louisiana, you know. And <clears throat> so that's what's happening with our – we're having to deal with the – we don't have enough fresh water for our lakes and stuff, so they're trying to do a desalization deal with salt water. And they're going to move it over to Port Aranis. Well, now they decide they're going to move it over to Laguna Madre, where that uh, power plant is here on the King Ranch shoreline. And I tell you what, if they do that, Mickey, talking about messing up our fishing. Oh my God! So, oh, our industry's uh, coming y'all's way yeah. now. They've yes, pretty it much is. covered so. us up up here. I don't. We we have no yeah. more room to expand. And I saw <laughs> McBride uh, posted something a week or two ago on Facebook. Said that they're wanting to put a port in a container yeah. port at Port Mansfield. Yes, sir. Nobody's yeah, saying any more on the Texas coast, no, man. Sir. This desalinization where they're going to put it would just it just devastate the Laguna Madre. So hopefully Boy, they'll get that. Howdy. You know. Anyway, so it's just like we're fighting the same thing everybody else is fighting. You know, we're trying to keep our our natural resources. We, you know, God's not making God's not giving us any more. This is what we got. No, you know, I mean whatever. once once we obliterate yeah, what gone. we have, it's over with. It's yeah. gone. Ain't making no uh, more. Yeah. We're so commercialized up here. It's just, it it'll just blow your mind. And they're doing the same thing to our beaches. They're trying to close all of our beaches for driving. I so, saw that, too. Yeah, and, and they've taken away so much. Now, you don't realize how much beach we lost this last deal with that other people in power. We lost a lot of beach. Yeah, there's, and there's, just, not enough there's hardly any lot public of, access for no, anybody anymore. No. If they take that away and there's no room to park, can you imagine the congestion would be? Oh, my God. So oh, They want to they take all of your stuff away and charge you for your stuff. You know, that's yeah. just, that just ain't right. <laughs> but anyway looking Overreach. forward to a good week i got some yeah i got some good guys coming down monday and tuesday i think they're friends of plog so i know if plog trained them they're good <laughs> well if they get to waiting a little fast yeah. just yell at them throw their anchor out and they'll no, I, I don't have to worry about that that's what i always tell my guys hey man throw your anchor out you're walking mm-hmm. through them you Jeez. know i like when when everybody gets in line and, and somebody set the pace okay the outside guy you want to set the pace set the pace for everybody but you know, but when someone hooks up in that line, everybody bows, everybody stops until you don't catch another fish. Then you move up 50 yards and cast again. Just think how you're covering that water. You know, 
But uh, anyway, so I'm sure I'll have a good lineup this week. We'll see. what I'm fishing tomorrow. Fred and Raymond's coming down today. So Are they? I'm actually fishing on Sunday with Fred, so that'll be fun. Well, that'll be a switch. Well, the weather's yeah. turned, so I think yeah. you'll get a southeast returning tomorrow. So Yeah, good. I'll do a little drift fishing with them and have some good fun with them, man. Heck yeah, buddy. That sounds good, good man. What, what's, what's been your best bite bait right now? Man, it was top water list last week. So we're, you oh, know, that's cool. hadn't been a good, we have not had a good top water bite. And the, the she dog has been smoking them. That uh, mm-hmm. chrome she dog with the, it's blue with the chrome. They're smoking right. it. And then the, the super spook, yep, the super spook bone color. The guy caught the three biggest fish Monday on the super spook and missed, I lost a really big fish on the she dog. I mean, just couldn't get it in the net. And uh, too little a net and too big a fish. I hate that, don't you? You look at that net and you go, this ain't going to work, man. Hey, remember when people used to show up with those little wooden nets like you'd use oh, in a trout no, stream for rainbows? I and I go, what are you going to put in that? <laughs> oh, he'll get it. I'll get his head in yeah. there. I said, yeah, and he's going to flop out and your lure's going to be yeah. stuck in the net and Dunk the fish is going to be yeah, swimming sir. off. And they got a surf rod, 11 foot surf rod with 40 pound tests on their spinner and a, and a little dip. And that's the one that got me, that one guy. I just love that guy, man. I told him, I said, you need a, you need a bigger net and a smaller rod. <laughs> and it's true, too. You know? Yeah, yeah. And his that's another thing. all wrong, man. <laughs> and do you get this deal on leaders where they got these 40, 50 pound, you know, milk white oh, leaders? Yeah, I mean, deep clear water. Leader with oh. a big old giant swivel. And yeah, mm-hmm. got the. Yeah. Li- but they got the loop knot tied in there on their jig. <laughs> <laughs> they got the loop knot in there. <laughs> hey, that's all good. And half a stool of line on the reel. That's, that's it. No line that's on the reel, buddy. But you know, I went through. I went through this winter, Mickey, where I've had the very, the very best trout fish in the world. Now I'm getting ready to normal old guys that just they're good and bad and all that, which is good. You know, whatever level you're at in the fishing is great. But you get so spoiled having those guys that you just put the uh-huh. put the power pole down and like, get out and you don't do nothing. They've got it all. You know. But I'm getting back to the reality now where fishing's fishing, so I no get a mixed bag every week. Winers right. need not apply. It's <laughs> all right, man. I like them all. All right, buddy. Like well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming down and hooking up, give them some info, Cliff. Yeah, Mickey, I still got some some left in the early summer, but I'm in Erico 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. Cliff, thank you. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Catch them up. All right, buddy. buddy. Thanks, man. All I right, will. See thanks. you now. Later. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. Time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria, don't you know I've come along? Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 635 here in the Bayou City. Final segment of the Outdoor Show this morning. All right, let's go to Captain Bill Platt, see what he's up to this morning. Bill, what is going on? What is happening, buddy? Not not a lot, man. What's up with you? Man, not a whole lot. I had the gals. Didn't go do that uh, 
drum tournament for the uh, physically challenged, you know, the the handicap drum tournament. Yeah, is that uh, this weekend? I knew it was coming up. I didn't know it was this weekend. Yeah, yeah we uh, we just got back in town and uh, have time to do this. Been traveling a lot lately, you know, running around doing all my PR stuff. But uh, came back in town just in time for this, and uh, always it's always a good thing to you know to give back when we can. Sure, you bet it is. You know? Y'all get plenty but, uh, of uh, people to run boats for you? Oh, my. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch. Quite a few down there. It don't seem like it's as crowded as it was in the previous years, you know, but I think there's quite a few people down there. So it's going to be a pretty good turnout, but not like before COVID, you know? Right. Yeah, a lot of things have changed since COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, all the boat shows, Miami and Lauderdale and Orange Beach and. All that stuff is in full swing. You know, been gone three weeks. Just got back from the Bassmaster Classic. It was in full swing. It was, you know, record uh, attendance. Uh, that whole deal is pretty crazy, you know, pretty crowded. But uh, had the Freeman uh, in the Tennessee River again, and uh, uh, it was always uh, always good to be back there. A uh, lot, a lot, a lot of people there and, and a big turnout. Right. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, how's everything else in your life going? Everything's good. You know, electronics business is good. Um, you know, I changed up a bunch of stuff on my fishing this year. New boat manufacturer, which, you know, a lot of people know I'm running a Freeman now. Uh, Ray Marine, I switched to Ray Marine this year. Uh, uh, no more Garmin for me. Uh, Garmin Bill is Ray Marine now? That's amazing. It I, is Ray I never Marine, saw uh, that coming. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a whole different deal. They, uh, I teamed up with them to help them make their product better. Uh uh, and uh, got some good things in the works. Uh, I'm pretty excited. They flew me to the UK and uh, was over there for a week, going over some stuff for them. What you know, try to gain a little bit of this market share that they used to have a long time ago. Um, right. And uh, things already changing as we speak. Uh, so big things coming for Ray Marine. Um, happy to be with them. Uh, changed the Hertz uh, Hertz Audison speakers. I changed up all kinds of stuff this year, Mickey. Uh, Rods and reels, speakers, <laughs> electronics, and boat manufacturers, you know. And after uh, so many years, you know, sometimes change is good, you know. Yeah, I understand. Great. You know. So, but uh, still fishing, you know, still fishing quite a few tournaments. Uh, we're doing a, we, you know, we're doing a, I'm doing a lot of PR stuff. Uh, I'm filming this 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 morning. I've uh, been doing a lot of filming lately, uh, you know, with uh, some of my sponsors and stuff. And, uh, but uh, all is well, you know, fishing, uh, probably going to fish four or five tournaments this year, like always, and uh, hopefully win one or two, uh, you know, w- you know, winning tournaments are hard to come by, but every now and then you get lucky and, and uh, get a couple yep. if you, uh, you know, if you, if you get lucky. But uh always been pretty fortunate on, on getting at least one or two a year, and uh, I'm happy with that, you know. I know you are. You work hard at it, and you're good at it, too. Yeah, I've uh, I've been at it, you know. Now, I mean, I've been with Yamaha 23 years now, Mickey. 23 Man. years. I'm a contract this year. 23 years. Uh, so I'm getting to be that uh, that old guy now, you know. I'm not the young Time guy anymore. Flies. So well, you just wait, you know, man. You're, you're going to catch up with all of us for too long. I know. I'm right behind y'all. You <laughs> I'm know? telling you, man. I, I remember when we were all young. Flies. We were a bunch of punks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, and I was right there in that, you know, I was right there too, you know. It's a, things change you know you know not as spicy as you know like we used to be you know but uh it's all good you know it's it's been a great great uh a great great run you know sure I, it has. I got about you know eight more years to roll and uh i'll give it you know i'll pass the hat off to the young man that's uh that's coming in behind me don't know him yet but i know there will be oh uh, there always will be we'll never run out of those awesome man yeah but all is well you know i mean Done a lot of videos, and anybody on the video, you may want to check out the videos. Bill Platt fishing on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I may run a couple of corporate trips this year, maybe. Um, uh, but uh, I'm concentrating on just you know my PR with my sponsors and a few tournaments, and that's about it. You know, my electronics uh, business, uh, customer electronics is still going strong. And when I'm not out running around and traveling, I'm uh. I'm doing electronics, you know, for yeah. every kind of boat you can think of. I do it all. Well, cool, man. Well, Bill, I appreciate the call this morning, and good to hear from you, man. It's been a while. We need to catch up you one know, day, run into each other. Awesome. 
yeah, we uh, I said, you know, I don't get to see you much, you know. I know you're busy, I'm busy, but uh, we got to make time sometimes, you know. You got that right, so, brother. All right, Platt. Well, hey, it's always a pleasure, man. You have a good deal and appreciate what you're doing. Y'all taking people out and show them a good time today, man. I will. You know I'll definitely do that. If anybody needs electronics, uh, 409-739-3489. Uh, I work on pretty much any kind of boat there is. And uh, check out my Facebook, Bill Platt Fishing, uh, on Instagram or Facebook, and check out some of my stuff and like my page. All right, buddy. Have a All good right, one, man. Bill. Good to hear from you. See you, man. Take, All right. Take care, Mickey. All right, later. All right, now let's go up to Lake Livingston. Let's check in with Mr. Harry Detant this morning. Pinwall Campground and Marina. Harry, what are you doing? Well, it looks like we're going to have a nice day today, Mickey. Yes. I mean, every, yes. Everything's nice and flat. It's about, what, maybe 60 or 61 degrees. So It's it's uh, very nice. It's looking good. i tell you what, uh, yeah, you know, everything's in pretty good shape. You know, this lake, you know, right at... Uh, normal pool maybe mm-hmm. just a fraction over but not much and, you know the release is around 3500 cubic feet a second well i keep flinching thinking you know it's springtime boy i'm just waiting for that big dump but it's not coming i'll take it I'll leave it just uh, like it is <laughs> just leave it let, let her rock right this right you know things have changed around pretty good this week mickey i mean you know the shed started running uh you know so you know they're up against the ball kids early in the morning i mean so that, that's making it nice for a lot of people. I've seen some nice catfish come in the last uh, couple of three or four days, or two or three days, whatever. They've been running since about, uh, I don't know, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, something like mm-hmm. that. They, uh, they, uh, they're doing really good. So, and I, to tell you the truth, now, I saw some really nice crappie come in. It certainly wasn't out of Pinwallet, but it was out of the north end of the lake. I'm seeing some pictures on social media, you know, some good crappie catches and uh, some really Uh, good uh, hybrid and white bass catches. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, north. Yeah, Yeah, north. Yeah, yeah, north, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't seen, uh, I hadn't really seen any uh, white bass or anything to speak of down here on this end of the lake. But uh, north, yes, most definitely. Right. Things are starting to. Turn springtime. I mean, I think even the pine pollen quit somewhat this week. So that kind of let everybody a little bit. Off. I mean, everything up here had a coat of yellow on it, so it's good. But you know, I don't know what's going to happen. It looks like we're going to we've got chances of rain pretty much all of next week. I guess maybe maybe we won't. Uh, yeah, a couple of days are pretty good chance, like. What was it, Wednesday and Thursday, I think, 60% or something down here. So it may be more up your way. We could could use a little bit of rain. I mean, sure can. Everything, we haven't really had any rain in in a pretty good while. Everything's starting to dry up. So I'm hoping we just don't go into another dry season like like we did uh, this past year. But uh, things are things are starting to happen pretty pretty good. I mean, uh, uh, everything going to be all right. I mean, I had, there's a lot of these guys out uh, chasing these catfish, and I mean, they were launching in here <clears throat> uh, early this morning. I mean, you know, four or five and all. And, uh, of course, they'll, when they get that done, they'll be back in probably around 9 o'clock maybe. But uh, they ought to have some uh, pretty good pretty good catches. So that, that makes a lot of difference. So, you know, the weather's been great. Uh, the lakes are really in good shape. I mean, you know, I mean, they it's kind of they got the release down. You know, thirty five hundred. That's not really a whole lot. You'd, I, I think you'd like that all, all, uh, all, all year long. I think you know. It, it, but uh, you know, there's I'm looking on the maps going upriver. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of water coming out of Dallas. It's just about the water coming out of Dallas is just about match the. Uh, discharge which that's what it's supposed to be but uh, you know there for a while we was getting quite a bit of water coming out of the dallas area and, and uh, uh the lake came up but you know they've got it back down we'll probably you know if you just wanted to say what it was we're probably about i don't know maybe what an inch above normal pool that's cutting it pretty close on ninety-three thousand acres yeah, yeah. 
people. People are starting to get out and about. But the only bad thing about it is you don't even want people kind of fish around the weather report. So, you know, I mean, best thing to do, you know, if it's just not going to be a flood, if you got time to go fishing, just go, you know. I mean, uh, uh, you know, most of the time, a lot of times they miss them and everything else, you know. But, but uh, we've been uh, kicking around pretty good up here this week. Uh, everything's back down about normal. I did, you know, I had the, uh, uh, I don't know if I told you about that big old brim that I saw. Uh, maybe I did last week. But, you know, that was the biggest brim I believe I ever did see. I mean, it it, 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 it was all head. It was head and tail and just a great big, huge body. I don't know what that thing, how many, but it was a, it was a big old nice brim. It sure was. But uh, you don't, I don't see many of those out here in, in this living Maybe if you got up north, you might see some more. But, you know, like this creek right here, we've got a lot of brim in it, but they're all small. And and why, I have no clue. I, I really don't. But uh, yeah. every now and then you'll catch one about the size of your hand. But that's that's not, that's kind of few and far between. But, uh, but anyway, that's just kind of the way it is. Anyway, things have been kicking along pretty good up here, Mickey. Uh, it sure has. Uh, uh, maybe we'll, I think we've got a little bit of rain forecasting for tomorrow. But uh, that's all right. But everything for today is supposed to be pretty nice and clear. And, yeah, it's not much chance here. I don't know, 10, 20%, something like that. But yeah, next week, like they, the rain chances pick back up. Yeah, they pick, they pick up pretty good, so. Anyway, we'll just take it as it comes, and I'll uh, sure. Is there any sure you getting any more uh, fishermen? Starting to get some crowds, or just still kind of slow? Not a lot of people still, fishing, or it's what? It's still a little slow, Mickey. Yeah, it's 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 right. not a barn burner or anything. It's it's still a little bit slow. Uh, mm. You know, and I mean, uh, but uh, with the shad starting to run in, you know, far as fishermen go, it should pick up. Yes. We had a pretty good run last year, and I mean, it seemed like those shed ran for two months or better. I don't know what they'll do this year. I but, remember it was uh, a long, long run on catfish along with bulkheads and everything else last was. year. It really was, man. I mean, that, it was, that was a long, long run. But I had a guy come in uh, <laughs> this week, you know, and uh, uh, he, wanted to know, uh, he wanted a T-shirt. Uh, we got some T-shirts here. He he didn't have a shirt on, and he said, "I need a I need a T-shirt to wear home." And I, I I said, "What happened?" He said, "I got catfish on." And the closer I got to him, I could tell it smelled like it smelled like he fell in a bucket of catfish. I mean, Good lord! Yeah, I guess he they was down there cleaning fish, you know, and he wound up getting catfish all over him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He got him a clean T-shirt, and he went on. He was going in the house, but they had a nice, they had a good run of it that day. But uh, he sure he he was a little bit fishy. He really was. But uh, that's yeah, all he right. got he got slammed. He got slammed. He sure would. You know, he must have really been bellying up to that cleaning table. He must have. He must have. You know, I don't. I don't. Uh, I know you know, and I don't know if everybody knows it. I tell you anyway. But you know, you know that slime on the catfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get if you get thinned by a catfish, you just take some of that slime and rub on it. It'll take all the steam right out of it. It really does. It's that it enzyme that counteracts that steam. It really does. It sure does. I mean, we do that a lot down here on the coast. A lot of people, when they catch a hardhead and get thinned by one, that yeah. hardhead slime's the best best yeah. uh, medication for killing the pain. Rub that slime yeah. on it. Stop it right now! I mean, it just—it just really does. And, and you know, the the bigger fish are not so bad, but you know, the ones that get you those little old, little yes. old uh, dink, you know, about six or eight inches, nine inches long, and and those little old fins on them are just like a needle, and uh, they'll they'll get you good if you don't watch them. I mean, yeah, they penetrate you good, man. That little witty tiny fin with all them spines on it. We used to, you know, years ago when we were running a lot of lines, I had some big old, uh, oh, great big old uh, hook baskets that we'd hold fish in, you know, and we'd just, uh-huh. just keep them in the water and we'd put fish in them. But 
fish in yonder. We'd just take a pair of uh, dikes and, and we'd cut them damn uh, fins off. Right. Because if you don't, they'll stab one another in the damn baskets, you know. And, oh, will they? Oh, yeah, they sure will. And then, too, when you go to get them, you know, you live will get them. But they'd, they'd, they'd uh, stick the other fish and leave a uh, kind of like a bloody sore spot in it. But, uh, yeah, we'd just reach in there and clip them. Just not, it doesn't have to be all the way off. Just clip them down, you know, halfway, you know, where it just got a blunt end, you know, and and, uh, and you could put them in the with those old nets that we baskets that we had, you know, they was about four foot diameter. You could you could just drop it down in in the water, you know, out here like off of one of our boat docks, and and, uh, and they'd swim a long time in those nets and do and do really good. And then, oh, you'd keep them alive a long time in them. We sure would. They really did. I remember my mom, she used to have one of those uh, metal wire baskets like that, you know, with a hatch on top. You just drop the fish on it, and it'll open up, and it'll fall in there, and she used to use those all the time for a crappie. Well, I tell you what, uh, Nikki, uh, you know, a lot of years ago, I mean, uh, we used to, you know, I mean, that's when, well, when I was really pretty young, that's when boats really, they they didn't really have live wells on them or anything right. else. A lot of, a lot of flat, flat bottom boats and mm-hmm. stuff. And you'd take them on wire baskets and just hang it over the side of the boat. And me and a bunch of boys, we got out, two or three boys, we got out fishing on this lake one time in a flat bottom. And, and you know, we had a pretty good amount of fish. And, and uh, we, uh storm come up, and we went in on the backside of an island to kind of get <laughs> out of it beat that old boat and, and uh we knew we was gonna have to set it out for the night because we there's no way we'd get back across and, and we went to looking around and and uh uh we had drugged off our fish basket with, uh, with our fish <laughs> oh lord i mean we lost it so we got that's why i was chuckling when you said that i knew y'all probably left that basket out and took off running <laughs> we did we sir- certainly did and we we got out and we built us a fire on that old, on that uh, old sandbar there and, and had it roaring, got our rods out and and uh, uh, first thing we caught we caught a big old carp and, and we we cut that carp up and skinned him out and cut him up in chunks and put him on a stick and roasted him on that fire and had a, a bottle of Miller's High Life along with him, you know, and that's that was a lot of years ago, but that was a pretty good supper. Yeah, you almost been stuff. hungry. Grilled carp. How bony was that thing? Oh, it's well. When you're real hungry, you, you just pick around the bones, you know. You just make do with what you got. I mean, I, I don't think we could have got a delivery from Pizza Hut or anything like that. No, that's uh, no. Got to make yeah. do. Got to make do, you know. I mean, that's. That's just the way it was, but, but well, that's uh, better than having to grill a jackrabbit and eat it. <laughs> oh, man, you know, uh, hey, you know, I never, I, I never did get that far down. I mean, we had a lot of jackrabbits here in New Mexico, but I never get that far down. But I tell you what, we've, uh, we've eat uh, when we was kids, we'd kill them uh, uh, field arts or metal arts, either one. Yeah, uh huh. And, and we'd roast them over a fire. We called them quail. <laughs> that's you it know, just, just well, kids I know some guys that uh, they were camping out one night and they forgot their food and they killed a jackrabbit and they they, they grilled it over a fire and it turned green it turned green I don't doubt it you know, turned I, green uh, you told me, I had a granddad there Mickey up yonder they lived in Kansas and, and uh, uh, that's all wheat pastures up yonder he had a big old uh, wheat, wheat farm up there but you know they had a they had had an area out under that sit right in the middle of the field where they parked all their junk equipment and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we'd get in there and we'd hunt them cottontails and uh, they yes. were some really good rabbits. See, those cottontails. That's, that's the one you want to eat. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, in that area, Mickey, you could take your boot and kick the dirt, and and you would turn up uh, rabbit hair. 
but what happened so, sometime way back yonder, maybe in the 20s, I really don't know what the date was, but the rabbits got so bad that all the farmers would get together and they'd have rabbit drives because they were just eating up the crop. Right. I remember hearing about that back in the day. Yeah. And they 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 had these big nets, and where all that junk was is where they had the had the nets, and they just line up across through there, and, and they would drive them into those nets and, and get in there with them clubs and, and kill right. them all, just leave them lay, you know. But uh, I I don't know what year that was, but it was it was way back yonder. Uh, yeah, uh, it sure was. But but still that that uh, ground you could kick it and they'd kill so still many still had rabbit hair in it that's still great had rabbit hair in it, but that's, that's, you know, but that's a lot of them alright bud well Harry I gotta roll my friend somebody wants to call you up at Pinwall give him a number man uh, that number here at Pinwall is uh, 936-967-4752 Mickey y'all right, have a buddy. good day you too right, Harry good talking to you see you man all right, that's Harry Detan up at Penwalk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.